Hi, you guys. Thanks for coming back. It is just me this week, so I'm anticipating a significantly shorter episode than the one with Matt Bailey. That was a quick 90 minutes for you guys and a long three hours for Matt and I since, you know, we recorded it twice. I was, oh my god, I was so bummed that the first episode didn't go well. It was my first interview, so I was like, I was so nervous, even though it was someone I knew and someone I was comfortable with. I was just really nervous about it, and we finished, and I was like, that was so good. Like, I felt like things segued naturally. It just, it went how I wanted it to. So then to quickly realize like every aspect of it didn't work it wasn't just like oh this one thing didn't work and I had to you know kind of reroute or whatever it just nothing worked um it was really disappointing I don't think I would have recorded a second one if Matt hadn't insisted and I'm really grateful he did because I liked the second one I think if we hadn't done a first one, I had nothing to compare it to. I would have loved the second one. And I I still loved it. It was good. But, um, yeah, I was was pretty down about it. And it's just another example of what a good friend Matt is. That he, you know, really, really insisted we do another one. So, thank you, Matt. Um, I really liked interviewing. I don't think I like calling it an interview because to me it's just like a it's just more of a conversation um but I really I really enjoy conversations um Matt and I don't normally have ones like that I mean we talk but not that in depth about things I guess so it's just neat to get to do something like that with someone you've known for so long to have a different type of conversation that's basically what got me into wanting to do podcasts anyway um I specifically the first one I ever did which was Strange Nerve with Taylor and I was like this is someone I live with someone I've been with for so many years and we were just able to talk to each other in such a different way and that's really cool to me so I really enjoy, um, I can't quite figure out what exactly is different about it, but I I really enjoy whatever is different about podcast conversations than real life ones. Um, I'm looking forward to having more guests in the future. I definitely have a couple lined up. It's over the span of a couple months though, which is good. I mean, it's better than what I've done so far um I'm just worried because like I'm excited and I feel motivated right now and so I'm like if a month goes between each one then I have to get like nervous and anxious all over again as the episodes get closer but you know what this whole thing has been me having to step out of my comfort zone and guests is just another element of that um getting guests is intimidating the people that I've asked so far are people I feel pretty comfortable with um 
but even people I'm comfortable with. I, it's weird because like if someone asked me, I would be, you know, so honored and just like, of course I will do that. But when you're the one asking, you really just feel like you're imposing and that you're like, will you do my silly, stupid thing? And like, I feel like I'm insulting people. So it's just, it's dumb. It's dumb that I feel that way. It's not real. It's the imposter syndrome. It's the whatever we want to call it. And it's just, I got to get out of my head. And they just got to be like, you know what? This is what I want to do. And this is how I got to do it. So that's what's going to happen. This week has been really gray and very cold and rainy. And it's so hard to not let that affect my mood. Winter can be just, it's just such a difficult season. Um, It's just, you can't be outside. You can, but like, whatever, I don't like being cold, so I don't go outside. Um, I love to be outside. I love to like feel the sunshine and it's just gray and dark and the light hours, there's less of them. Winter's a really difficult season. So the things that I've been trying to do, like being more consistent with this podcast, having my schedule with Good Morning, they've been really helpful. Um, Just having like set things to focus on, having activities to do, it's, I think it's really been helping me a lot this winter, but it's still gray and cold and I don't like it. Um, the last couple days, the sun's been shining and that has felt really good. The sun's been out, the birds are chirping and I don't know what it is about birds, but I love them so much. I like birds. I don't know if they're just like a symbol of warmer weather. Like birds fly, also birds fly south for the winter, but they're like, they don't I still see them here so I guess that's just certain species whatever um yeah I don't know if just like hearing and seeing birds makes me feel like spring is coming and so it's just a refreshing thing but I really love birds um I feel like I see a lot of memes about birds being something as you get older that you start to like them and appreciate them. But I I do think I've always enjoyed birds. So I don't know if that's a thing, but whatever. Birds are having their moment right now and I'm really happy for them. I really am. We have a parking lot outside of our apartment building and the parking spot in front of our window, the window that the cats lay in, thankfully is not anyone's spot currently so it's always open and birds are always out there like looking for food and the cats love it so lately I've been trying to go out and put seeds in that spot just to get more birds there was a pigeon out there the other day there was a rat um but the cats are loving it and I love it too like I'll just stare out the window with them and we'll just watch these little birds do their thing I I don't know birds are like mysterious some sometimes like 
I'll watch them and they'll be flying in their group. (laughs) This is a bird podcast now. Um, But I'll watch them and they'll be like all flying together and then different groups join up and then one goes and then like a group of them go that way. And I just like, what are they doing? What are they up to? They're so smart, right? Birds are smart. Um, I just, I want to know what they're up to. And they feel like they're a very social species, which is cool. I don't, I wish I like had facts about birds right now, but I, I don't know. I love them. Taylor and I went on a walk the other day and I just stopped for, I don't know how long. I kind of wish I had stopped longer, but there were these three birds up on a wire and they were just, they were having an actual conversation like each one chirped differently and did a different sound and then like the next one would respond and I was just like I want to know what they're saying so badly why am I so interested in them I don't know but today I went for a walk and I took my airpods and I didn't even end up putting them in because yet again my babies were out there chirping and it's just I don't know I think if like I think if sunshine had a sound it would be birds chirping I think I'm gonna be done talking about birds now but I I just really they like they reset me today I think going on a walk and seeing them and hearing them just felt really good so this one's for you birds I appreciate you guys (laughs) um I'm really grateful for days that I can tolerate a walk in the winter I feel like they are few and far between but going outside just feels so good so I feel really good right now and that's thanks to the sun and my walk and the birds okay now I'm done talking about birds honestly all of the sound talk thinking about it ahead of time um it made me want to talk about misophonia today um I feel like this is a term that wasn't as well known as it is now uh probably in like the last decade it became a more popular term if you grew up with misophonia you can probably remember finding out what it is because it just felt so good to give a name to something um at least for me anyway because it really was a struggle before I knew what it was so the definition of misophonia a condition in which one or more common sound such as the ticking of a clock the hum of a fluorescent light chewing whatever um causes an atypical emotional response such as disgust distress panic or anger in the affected person hearing the sound I don't love that definition I feel like the first time I read it it was like it translates to the hatred of sound and it triggers your flight or fight response which was that was a good definition for me I was like yeah absolutely um so I have misophonia I have had it since I was a kid and it was really hard it 
no one knew what it was. So it made me just feel like a difficult person. I think my family thought I was just being a brat all the time. By default, then I thought I was being a brat. But I also was like, no, this is something I like cannot control. I don't know. It, it's just like, it's so complex, like most things. I can remember sitting at the dinner table like that definition said it's common sounds and I think probably like the most common is people eating and it's not just like oh someone's chewing loudly that's like rude and gross it's like my body is telling me that if you keep doing that I'm gonna die like I am threatened right now every instinct is in me is telling me this is like dangerous to be around so I can remember sitting at the dinner table as a kid and that's just like a normal occurrence how often are you sitting at the table with other people eating as you grow up and it was this thing that I was just like trying to survive like trying to make it through dinner without having to run away or like cry and beg somebody to stop eating I was such a weird hard thing to navigate as a kid I grew up in a rancher, right? Like a single story. And so like, it's hard to get away from any sound. Everything's so close. There's only so many walls in our house. And I can remember when these things would happen, I would like go into my room into like the deepest corner of my closet, like just as many walls as much stuff as I could get between me and the sound I needed and it was almost like once you heard the sound you were just hyper fixated on it so it was so hard to get away from I would like cover my ears and just be crying like begging into the abyss to make whatever that sound was to make it stop and sometimes you felt so guilty because maybe the sound was like I don't know so muffled muffled sounds people talking through a wall is one of my triggers um and it would be like my parents talking my parents having a nice conversation uh them laughing and I would be like I'm gonna die (laughs) like like I need this to stop and then I would feel like shit because I was like these are just people enjoying each other and I can't handle it I want to go scream at them to stop and when you're a kid and the emotions are so big you don't I would try and try and try I'm not sure anyone ever understood how hard I was trying to not freak out but eventually you're like ah you just come to a point and you just lose it and I always I always felt guilty about it but at the same time like I couldn't help it you know And then you have people that you didn't grow up around who knew about it all the time. So like my family knew of this so early on in my life and were not used to it, but knew it was something about me. And then you get into friendships or relationships. And like I can remember starting to date Taylor and he loves the movies And so we would go to the movies and he'd be eating popcorn. And I don't know, have you guys ever heard popcorn? It's really crunchy. 
and that would kill me and even if it wasn't him it's like movie theaters are horrific for someone with misophonia you have bags crinkle it like every background noise is just like there might as well be a microphone up to it 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 was so rough and it's like I don't want to sit here and tell you not to do your do what you want to do I like going to the movies too I want to go to the movies with my boyfriend my husband whoever um but it was really hard and more than that it was just hard if he was ever the one triggering the misophonia because again the guilt you're like I love this person I want them to just like get to exist in life and do not offensive things and have it not affect me like I don't want to be physically like fighting this reaction um I can remember this was like years into dating Taylor and I can remember reading an interview I just always assumed like misophonia would get better but I remember reading an interview and someone was saying how it just gets worse and they gave an example of like this woman and her husband could never eat a meal together they couldn't no matter what he did no matter how quiet he tried to be or how much he tried to accommodate her their solution was just we can't eat meals together and that sent me into like a full breakdown like it broke my heart you mean to tell me I can't be in the same room as someone I love for like meals I don't know it's not like I have to eat with somebody but that's just like part of being a human is like you eat with people and it just yeah I just remember that really being this moment of like wow it's it's always going to be a thing and it's always going to be an obstacle in relationships I have like you don't get to choose who triggers it but I will say a very weird thing is like babies and animals don't trigger misophonia at least not for me I wonder if they do for anyone um like my cat's crunching is one of my favorite sounds it's like I love it I could listen to that on repeat all day long but you give me a person chewing loudly and I will start crying I I can't handle it I it's so weird to me that that it's just a people thing and I do I if you have misophonia let me know because I wonder if if that's how it is for everyone or just me maybe I'm faking it I don't know um I remember finding out about misophonia though my I was at work and my friend texted me and it just said look up misophonia and I looked it up and when I tell you the weight of the world lifted off of me not just that angels sang a light shined down on me it was one of the greatest moments of relief I've ever known of just being like it's not me I'm not alone I'm not difficult I am a person who has to deal with this difficult condition but I'm I'm not difficult I'm not making this up I'm not just being a brat it felt 
incredible. And I'm sure most diagnoses <laughs> uh, feel that way where you're just like, oh, okay. It doesn't make the thing better. You just can somehow navigate it easier or tolerate it more because you're it's one less thing to overcome with it. So before you know it's a thing, you're like, this is me. And you just feel like shit about it. And you're like, why can't I not be this way? And then once you know it's a thing, you're just like, okay, it sucks. I still have to like deal with it and overcome that. But tangled up in all of those things isn't also me being mad at myself about it because it's not me. It's just like part of my wiring. And guess what? I didn't create that wiring. So sorry, but I can't help it. Um, when I found out what misophonia was, I like told everyone in my life. I sent things to my family, like articles. I think there was even like a letter someone wrote and they were like, this is a great thing to send to your loved ones to help explain misophonia so I sent this stuff to my family and it kind of took a little bit for everyone to like come around to it um it was always it was always sort of a joke in my family I think in like friendships and stuff too like oh she's freaking out about the noises again (laughs) and I get it it's like especially when it didn't have a name and it just seemed like a weird annoying quirk about me it's a hard thing to be sympathetic to especially because if you are experiencing someone freaking out about misophonia you're probably the one making the sound that they're freaking out about and in that moment it is very hard to be sympathetic because you're like I am not trying to make your life difficult actually I'm just trying to like eat chips with my lunch and you have someone screaming at you or trying every way possible to like get away from you and I don't know I'm not the best at just like getting up and walking away so always like think I'm subtly covering my ear but it's very obvious that that's what I'm doing (laughs) so I think people are just like all right I know what's happening chill out you're like I can't I would love to I would love to be chill but I can't do it um so yeah it was just it was really hard to grow up with something that I don't know I don't think anyone really talked about it but I do feel like people talk about it now I think podcasts have helped with that a lot it's something that you're listening to and there are lots of sounds going on and I'll hear podcasts reference it a lot where they'll be like I don't know someone's chewing gum and they're like you got to stop chewing gum like the people with that thing can't handle it and I don't know maybe they're not always the most like gracious about it but there is talk about it it at least is something that feels a lot less isolating now than it used to so that's cool still exists but at least we know about it um there is no cure and they say it gets worse for me personally it's gotten better For a bit, I thought it was because of my anti-anxiety medication. I was like, oh, I think this is like doing something. But in actuality, I think it's the fact that I've 
lost significant hearing in my left ear <laughs> over the years. Um, so I think I just like can't hear as well. So the triggers are probably still happening, but they're just like not making their way to my brain because I can't even hear the good sounds half the time. So I don't notice the bad ones. So yeah, I mean, if you have misophonia and you're looking for a cure, don't wear earplugs to shows and work in dentistry. You're around high-pitched drills and suction all day. And they say hearing loss is pretty common in that field. So hearing loss, that's all you need to feel better. Um, But I just want to shout out my fellow misophonians. I know you're out there. We're surviving. It's hard. It's hard to feel like just everyday moments you have to like survive through them. I think most mental illnesses are like that where you're just like oh it'd be so cool to like just exist right now or to even enjoy this moment but when you feel like you have to like just survive and get through very normal things um it's a bummer and it's hard to knock it down about that so I see you guys proud of you for sticking it out and I think the world's starting to understand us and maybe be a little kinder to us. So that's a nice thing. This episode's short today. That's mostly it. Um, But I like that. It's my podcast. It can be whatever it wants to be. If I want to talk for two minutes, I'm going to talk for two minutes. I think this is a little longer than two. But you guys, this week is ten episodes. Ten. (laughs) not that many but also a lot I'm sorry I didn't make this one more special for 10 episodes um but I kind of did the set's coming together that's a cool thing there will be you know video with this one maybe some drawings or something back there back on that green screen I'm really trying to stick it out and see this thing into whatever it ends up being um yeah thanks for coming along for the ride it means a lot to me uh even though even though I doubt myself I do believe in this thing so I just appreciate people being here and beginning with me while I figure it all out this week I'm sending you out with John Denver sunshine on my shoulders I love you I appreciate you so much, and hopefully I see you next week. Bye.